wherever you look on the Isle of Dogs, you can see elements of the past. It's things like appreciating the dogs. I think a lot of people don't really look around them. Once you stand up and appreciate the size and the scale and the beauty of the dogs, you really begin to appreciate the areas. Obviously, the reason why the Isle of Dogs was created in the first place, and to be fair, when I start my tour with my planners, I always start with the history. This place came about because of the need of the docks. Obviously, the need has changed, but the docks are so integral to the history and to the existence of where we are today. Our back fence was the Mill Dock fence. So we backed straight onto Mill Dock, and there was a dock railway line behind our house, which we used to sit and watch. We were kind of a dead end road, and we were just surrounded by docks. So all you would hear would be the croaking and the creaking of the groaning of the cranes. That was our soundtrack to growing up and everybody worked in the docks. The dock was the focus of everything. And all the firms around there lived off the docks. They made ropes, you know, still work. They were all kind of associated with the docks. The main noise you heard living where I lived on the island was the rivet guns. That's the thing, shipbuilding and barge building, barge repair, the rivet guns, that's the noise you heard. I thought it was a marvellous atmosphere. People would come down from Scotland and up north and from across the island and during the late 80s we were perhaps had the best craftsmen in the world working on the island. My dad, he went on to fulfil something that I'd have loved, fulfilled his life inside the dock walls. Never done one day's work outside the dock walls. Richly the same people all day. Each gang in the dock was like a little family. I even went on holidays with some of them in my gang, and we meet Saturdays. How great I mean it is the people that lived on the island. I found it an excellent place to grow up. I went to school there, and the first school I went to, I still know people to this day, and they still live on the island after all these years. We went to the same youth clubs. We left school and we was self-sufficient in industry. Didn't have to wander off the island for any kind of industry. It was all there for your needs. I won't get political, but 1980 is an infamous date in history for us. And they just took my industry away from me. My father worked on the quayside, berthing the boats as they came in. Where I was born, could look out the window and see my father coming along berthing the boats and everything else I used to watch him doing his job out the window. You could see men running around trailing ropes behind them. I sit, sometimes see my father take a, a massive rope and walk it down and sort of work in the quayside articles, the winches that dragged the boats in. And one of his jobs, before the boats came in, there yeah, was a footbridge that went across the, the locks. But to go up this, this one side, and when the other side swung around, you had to reach across and sort of link the two pieces up so you had a footbridge going across. And the other thing was, of course, they used to have to wind up the lights and different things like that. Or when there was going to be a, a gal, they would have to go in, hoist the cone up, which showed there was going to be a gal and windows and all that sort of thing. The docks were dying on their feet in the 1970s. And my dad was getting worried, but he wasn't getting much overtime. He had quite a big family and he had a house which is an asset so he decided to move uh, like a lot of people were moving also I think it's important to say he didn't like <laughs> high rises and tower blocks I think he felt and the demographic of the island was changing quite a lot in terms of when they cleared the old streets 
on Millwall, which was around the early 60s to around 1967, 68, they cleared all the old streets, so-called slum clearances, and they built a big council estate, one called the Barkentine, and my dad didn't like that. The docks closed in 1980, a lot of people moved away. It became very run down. There was a domino effect. Where the docks closed, everything very quickly followed suit. People started to move away for work, places like Dagenham, Kent. In 1978, there was a Dockland development plan was drawn up. I think there was a change of government in 1979. Conservative government got in and implemented a plan. They closed the dock, which is probably was going to come anyway. Then uh, in 1981, they appointed the London Docking Development Corporation and rate free, there was a, an enterprise zone created uh, in an attempt to sort of create some business and some people to get themselves going in some way. But one thing that defines the island is the terrible transport links that we used to have. Very hard to get on and off of. The LDDC set about uh, creating the DLR, which wasn't until 1987, it took time, and they were trying to create local jobs. Most of the jobs that were created in what's now the Canary Wharf area, Marsh Wall was the first area where they started to develop. They brought their own workforce with them. For a lot of people who weren't really qualified enough to work there, because they used to working with their hands. When the docks were actually working, unless you were employed to work in the docks, you were not allowed in the docks. And there's a wall, you know, a tall brick wall going all the way around it, parts of which still survive, though not much of it. So it was kind of like a, a forbidden area. But when I came, I could access it quite easily, actually. But of course, it was all empty and cranes just not doing anything and uh, warehouses with smashed windows. You know, you can imagine what it was like. Well, you can look at my photographs, you don't have to imagine. There are around the island a number of what we call uh, heritage boards that uh, tell a little story about the locality. So there are a number of stories where there is still some physical connection that you can relate to. If you're interested in the area and want to get to know about it, then to do the tour of the heritage boards, there are 10 of them. And I'd certainly recommend anybody who's interested in the past of the area to follow that.